It's 2022. That's a lot of twos. And many are hoping for a new you by making vows to lose weight, to exercise more, to become less stressed. But there is a better New Year's resolution for us all. Welcome to Haven Today. I'm Charles Morris, and in this new year, I'm happy to say we're still sharing the great story that's all about Jesus. In a few moments, we'll be joined by a former agnostic who was challenged to read the Bible for himself. He wasn't sure if it was true or not, but decided that he would take the challenge, but do it quickly so he wouldn't waste too much time. I started reading it. I kept reading it. I read 12 pages a day, and darn it, halfway through, I didn't realize that I was actually believing what I was reading. That's Ted Cooper, the founder of the Bible in 90 Days movement. He'll share his journey with us in a moment and how God used the Bible to change his life forever. And now Ted is encouraging everyone to do the very same thing. So I want to challenge you to join me in reading the Bible from cover to cover in the next three months. Over 90% of Christians who undertake trying to read the Bible in a year abandon the task and never finish it. But if you undertake this 90-day reading resolution with me, you're going to get a bird's-eye view of all the scriptures. Even more, I know the Lord will use it to draw you closer to Him. I want to send you a special Bible with the reading plan built into it that we have for your first-of-the-year gift to Haven today. This NIV Bible has each day clearly marked for you so you can easily know where you last left off. Please call us after the program and ask for your copy of this special edition Bible. Our number is 800-654-2836. That's 800-65-HAVEN. Or you can make your gift and order your Bible by going to our website, haventoday.org. haventoday.org. And while you're there, you can sign up to receive weekly encouragements via email that'll give you insights about what you'll be reading that particular week. And once you've done that, you can also download the Daily Bible Reading Plan bookmark for free so you can get started right away. And now let's open the program with Pat Barrett and Build My Life. Worthy of every song we could ever sing. Worthy of all the praise we could ever bring. Worthy of every breath we could ever breathe. We live for you. Oh, we live for you. Jesus, the name above every other name. Jesus, the only one who could ever say. Worthy of every breath we could ever breathe We live for you We live for you Holy, there is no one like you There is none beside you
Haven today, it is a brand new year. We're traveling to Houston, Texas, and in the studios of KHCB and the network there, my good friend and the founder of the Bible in 90 Days program, it's Ted Cooper. Ted, welcome back again one more time to the program. Charles, wonderful to be with you. Hey, we have done this more than once before, but if everybody else is like me, and I think they are, we all think about what we need to be doing and doing better in a brand new year. That includes reading the Bible, doesn't it? Well, absolutely. You know, for as many people who have now done this, there are still tens of millions, hundreds of millions, even billions of people who haven't. And so this is the crusade. This is the mission uh, Mm. to help all people read all of God's Word. Mm. It's something that I'll just say this. I've said it to you before. I laughed when I first heard about reading the Bible in 90 days, and I thought it was just another gimmick. I haven't done it as many times as you've done it, Ted, but I've certainly done it several times, and it is a wonderful way to read God's Word and get a quick overview from Genesis to Revelation. We better just get started, and even some of our listeners may have heard you tell your testimony before, and I use the word testimony because you are a Christian now. Tell us what was going on in your life when you even started to read the Bible. 
You know, this all started for me, at least, uh, back in 1999. We were at a point where I was agnostic, my wife was agnostic, and uh, but we had three children at that point that were getting to the age where they were impressionable. And we decided that rather than have them grow up in a non-Christian household or in a household in which we were blatantly disavowing God and Jesus Christ, we thought, well, gosh, you know, let's let them go to church, be in Sunday school, and make up their own minds. And so we had uh, otherwise remained very silent on the subject. So Mm -hmm. we decided to bundle them up, throw them in the car one Sunday, take them to a church that uh, we knew had a very good youth program and that I, in fact, had attended to as a, as a child and walked through the door with them. And mm. as we joke now, you know, that was our big mistake. Becky and I crossed the threshold ourselves. Well, before we keep going in that story, something happened to you. Did you just go off to college, graduate from high school, or, or at some point you didn't buy into it any longer? You were Thomas. You were a doubter. Oh, absolutely. You know, I had gone to church as a child and gone through, in fact, even the confirmation process, but very much a kicking and screaming approach and did it more than anything else because it was going to make my parents happy Mm. and walked away from that. And we'd laugh now because I know very well the two Sunday school teachers that I had at the time, and they continued to shake their heads and go, gosh, you were sort of the last person we ever expected to see back in church. Well, the bottom line is, I've, you know, we were agnostic, and I've always felt that the reason we were agnostic was we just weren't brave enough to be atheists. Mm. We weren't brave enough to say, no, absolutely, there is no God, but we just don't think that there is one. And even if there is, why waste the time, frankly? Why waste our lives wondering about this thing that will never be proven mm. uh, until, in fact, we die? So. That was very much uh, my mindset, and uh, I can't speak for Becky, but essentially within the range, that was hers as well, that this was just something that we didn't know. It was unknowable. Uh, Let's not waste our time with it. However, let's don't impose that thinking on our children. Mm -hmm. Uh, We certainly wanted the best for them, and if we were wrong, we didn't want to impose that on them. So take them to church, let them decide for themselves, and yet let's don't send a negative message by not going in ourselves. Okay. So we made that mistake. We crossed the threshold, and we joined a class called Discovery 101 that was led by a wonderful pastor by the name of uh, Carl Hamilton, one by the name of Susan Ray, and they just did a wonderful job for four weeks introducing what were typically uh, prospective members of the church to the Christian faith, to the faith as practiced by that church. So we just went and kind of thought, well, we'll you know see what they have to say, mm-hmm. and frankly, we would leave every week and kind of shaking our head and going, boy, they've got this wrong. Wow. I, I remember very vividly the opportunity to study the prodigal son. And Becky and I both left there thinking, wow, that's just all about bad parenting. But what did happen during this particular hour each week for four weeks was that Carl Hamilton would ask a question or pose a question that I just couldn't answer, that my worldview couldn't answer. And it made me mad. Mm. And he suggested that the Christian worldview really did have the answer. This made me mad. It took me out of my comfort zone. And I wanted back in my comfort zone just as quickly as possible. And so the noodling that I did arrived at at a plan. And the plan was, hmm, 
I want to get back in my comfort zone. The way that I can do that is to actually read the book that's supposed to tell me all about the Christian faith. Yes. And so I need to figure out a way to do it. And frankly, and do it as quickly as possible so that I can go back to my disbelief and my comfortable life. If you just joined us, you're listening to Haven Today. My friend Ted Cooper, the founder of the Bible in 90 Days, is on with us. He's sharing how he came to know the Lord. And uh, Ted, how did you work this out? You're a linear thinker, and you decided you wanted to check the book out to see if it was really true. Well, you know, Charles, I was a businessman, and I was used to thinking in terms of projects, and I was used to thinking in terms of ahead of time, thinking through things, how do I make sure that this project is going to be successful? This particular project was to read all of God's Word. I knew and had met plenty of people who had started out to read uh, the entire Bible, and the vast majority of them had failed, and I didn't want to be one of those people. That would be contrary to the success that I wanted to have, which was to read all of God's Word. So I thought through the process of what kind of resource do I need, and that would mean a particular Bible. What what would be the time frame that would be successful for me? Uh, and in my case, I thought, you know, I won't stick with it over a, a year. And so 90 days made a lot of sense for me. Uh, I thought, well, gosh, I can do anything for, for three months. So I set out to find what seemed like it would be a good resource with regard to the Bible, which would be a nice readable translation, wanted it to be a, a, a real big B translation, mm-hmm. and decided that the NIV would be ideal for me for doing this reading. I thought, gosh, if I'm going to be spending a lot of time with it, I don't have eyesight problems, but it might as, might as well be a comfortable-sized font. So I was looking for a Bible that was an NIV with extra-large print. I had talked with a number of people who, as they were doing their attempted read through the Bible, had gotten stuck in the footnotes. So mm-hmm. I would look for a Bible that had very few footnotes. There are a wide variety of Bibles out there, and some of them are big and fat and just look imposing. And I wanted a Bible that I could look at and go, gosh, that's thin. I can read that. And spent three weeks, actually, just kind of at night on the way home from work. I dropped by a variety of bookstores in the Houston area. Finally, after three weeks, I found what seemed to me to be the ideal reading Bible and purchased it, got started. Wow. It's amazing that you did this and went to all this much trouble to not believe in something that you didn't expect to be having any impact in the future in your life or in your kids' lives either. But you started the project then. You started reading the Bible through in 90 days. So I guess, as they say, the rest is history. But what happened? The first half... I was reading along. I was trying to be very open-minded about it. I didn't want to go in with a defeatist attitude. I didn't expect to have my mind changed by it, but I didn't want to read it in such a way that I would clearly not have my mind changed by it. So Mm -hmm. with a fairly open mind, I started reading it. I kept reading it. I read 12 pages a day, and darn it, halfway through, I didn't realize that I was actually believing when I was reading. For anyone who's never read the Bible all the way through, you were still in the Old Testament. You hadn't even gotten to the New Testament yet, had you? Still in the Old Testament, somewhere in Isaiah or Jeremiah. You know, this is my first time through. Mm. I wasn't keeping them straight, which one was which. Mm. But yes, in the Old Testament, and in fact, in the the major prophets, which is not a particularly likely place to become a believer, but uh, I did. Mm. Amazing, amazing. So you actually lost your agnosticism somewhere in 
between Isaiah and Jeremiah, the spirit of the living God, uh, maybe it was Isaiah 61 even, the spirit of the living God actually was speaking to you then. I believe so. I wouldn't have believed it before, but at this moment, this great revelation was, I believe this, and it changed my life so dramatically and yet so subtly at the same time. When I woke up the next morning, I still had the same personality. I still had a lot of the same quirks and approaches to life, and my compass had been changed. And the big issue for me had been I had always thought that I was in control. And once I accepted that there is a God and that he sent his son to die for our sins, to be our Savior, I had to accept that I wasn't in charge and that he was in charge, he is in charge, and if I'm going to have a life that has has meaning, I better figure out what the Creator's plan for me is and get with that program. Mm. And I have this picture of your wife, Becky, just having been born a believer. So it's kind of surprising for me to think of Becky, your wonderful wife, as an agnostic at some point. But... Um, you fell first for the Lord, didn't you? And then and then she came not too long after that. I did. About a year and a half later, she went through a very similar process, actually reading it and becoming a believer uh, in the process herself. Mm. And one of the things that I was careful not to do was to push her. I did let her know over a period of time that I had become a believer, that this had changed my life dramatically or changed my compass dramatically. She got to see the fruits of that and I think paid attention and, uh, you know, started off with some level of skepticism, I'm sure, on her part Mm. uh, and and, and paid attention. And it took her a while before she decided to take the step of, hey, uh, well, maybe I ought to read this and, you know, see what I think of this as well. But she did and uh, about a year and a half later became a believer in the process herself. Ted Cooper in Houston, Texas, I am so amazed this is a risky thing. As we're urging people to join us, I'm doing it again this year. Read the Bible through in 90 days. If you do not believe that Jesus Christ is your Savior, you know in your heart you're not a believer. We're going to ask you to do this, but you better be careful for what you ask for, I guess. I think that's what people's big fear is, and I do understand it coming from one side to the other. The neat thing that I can guarantee to people is that if you take the leap you will not regret it. Mm. If we accept the notion that God created us, that he created this incredible universe with wonderful blessings and also horrible tragedies, then what we want to do, I believe, is be on his team. And if we're not, then what we have to understand is that we are in a battle against the creator. And that doesn't make any sense. Mm. We're not going to win that battle. No. So as much as we may fear change at any point in time, the great thing is he has wonderful plans in store for us. And I can tell you 13 years ago, I would have been very, very cynical uh, if I heard somebody on the radio telling me that. And what I would just ask people and invite people uh, very heartily to do is go find out for yourself. That is a big part of what we think the, the mission of this ministry is, is to help people find out for themselves what this wonderful scripture says. God 
gave us this gift. And most of us, including the vast majority of Christians, have never fully unwrapped it. Please do. Mm. When you do, you get to respond to it. You get to decide whether you're, it makes you happy, it makes you mad, it makes you knowledgeable, it, it, it confuses you. But you go through this process, and I think you're going to come out on the other end going, gosh, I'm glad I did that. In the years that we've done this, Charles, not a single person ever has come to me or mailed me or emailed me and said, I wish I hadn't done this. Hmm. Not one. Wow. Ted Cooper, founder of the Bible in 90 Days. Thank you, Ted, for sharing your story with us here on this program. In the beginning, into the darkness, the Spirit's moving. Upon the waters, you spoke the words, let there be light. Out of the chaos came the promise, the and applauded when you commanded the newborn sun to rise. You are the day spring, you are the morning star. Creation splendor speaks of who you are. You are salvation, you are the joy of the earth. Restoration comes, hope of the broken world. Into my weakness, into my darkness, your spirit's moving upon my heart, and you speak the words, let there be light. Into my chaos comes your promise. Rising, the old has passed on. You are reviving and making all things right. You are the day spring, you are the morning star. Creation splendor speaks of who you are. You are salvation. You are the joy of the earth, restoration comes, hope of the broken world. Arise, shine, glory of the Lord is risen. Arise, shine, glory of the Lord is risen. Arise, shine.
Into my darkness Your spirit's moving Upon my heart And you speak the words Let there be light Selah and Hope of the Broken World here on A Haven Today in a program called All the Bible in 90 Days. We did that interview with Ted Cooper a few years back, but every time I hear it, I'm always so encouraged. The Bible really is God's Word, and through the power of the Holy Spirit, it changes lives. So I want to invite you to take the challenge with me. Read the Bible in 90 Days and see how the Lord ministers to you. I've done it multiple times, and I've learned something new every time. If you haven't ever read the Bible all the way through, I promise that you won't come away the same way you entered at the start of three months. So why don't you call us right now, make your very first gift of a brand new year, 2022, to Haven Today, and we'll send you the special NIV Bible that tells you where to start and where to end each day. And it will show you how to read the entire Bible in 90 days. Call us right now, won't you? 800-654-2836. 800-65-HAVEN. Or come visit our website. You can make your gift there, but ask for the special Bible. Haventoday.org. Haventoday.org. And while you're there, you can sign up for our weekly Bible in 90 Days encouragement email and download the free Bible reading plan bookmark so you can get started right away. And if you want us just to mail you the reading plan on a bookmark, ask about that when you call. I'm Charles Morris. Thanks so much for joining me. Won't you come back again next time? When again, together, we'll share the great story. It's all about Jesus here on Haven Today. Here for your encouragement and your walk with Jesus, I'm Charles Morris with Haven Ministries, inviting you to anchor your day in God's Word. You heard me, but you weren't listening. Was that ever said to you when you were a child? I imagine all of us were told something similar. That's a frustrating thing when you're speaking to someone and it seems like they could care less. And after all, we speak because we have something to say. And we know the Lord speaks to us as well, especially in His Word. In the book of Hebrews, He says this, Today, if you hear His voice, do not harden your hearts as you did in the rebellion. Whose voice? Well, it's the voice of Jesus. He speaks. Better yet, He calls. The message of the gospel goes out to all the world. Jesus Christ came to save sinners. Are you listening to Him? Get daily encouragement from God's Word with Anchor Devotional. Try it out at getanchor.com.